In the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team tracks a gun that sparked a riot at the Chaz to Hector's turn and burn. They learn that it's full to the brim with junk data. Someone is trying to obscure the truth. TK writes a program to find something in the mountain of log files on the gun, but his deck will take an age to finish. He and Lux go to the Chaz to use Amos, the Chaz's massive server array, only to find that interfacing with it is extremely complicated. Odina has been working on a personality module, but was delayed by a string of disasters. TK realizes the team has a personality module, Artemis, who he installs on Amos and who then comes to virtual life in the shape of a Greek woman made of swirling purple mist. Meanwhile, Lash and Viv head to Bullgoose, a dilapidated tower in the northern archipelago where they interrogate Faru, aka Casanova, who explains that the last line is really a group of forum members raising money on a crowdfunding platform called Money Pit. We join the team now at the Chaz as TK continues to converse with their newly capable military and now legal grade digital assistant and Vivin Lash exit Bull Goose with a payload of data from Farouz Calm. We are rushing down the stairs past the vendor. Viv has now grabbed like a fish mochi ball from one of the vendors, just grabbed it without paying and, and is just chewing on hey, it. You can't wait. Hey, hey, that lady stole lash, a fish ball. Lash, I, there are things that I don't understand about this. I will have to show you as Did soon you as we it? get Did you get it? You got all the info? Yes. I was confused by it. Confused? It's very confusing. Why? Is it dangerous? I, no. He said that it was all out in the open. In the open? On a forum. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Is that what that means? Or Yeah. Oh. What do you mean? You don't even need to be a member? No, I don't think so. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm stress eating. That smells good. Do you get one for me? No. Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> she grabs another one without paying and hands it to Lash. <laughs> They're oh. rushing out. They're rushing. She's pushing past people, just like, with a mouthful, just upset. Don't worry. Listen, Viv. We're going to figure out this info. I'll figure it out. You don't have to go on the internet. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out, okay? Here, I'll, Just, I'll pull it up for you when, we, when we're on our way out. Let's go. You guys walk outside, you get in the skimmer, and you start heading back to... Where do you want to go? The you Chaz. Wanna, you want to go Chaz, to the Chaz? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You go uh, down around Manhattan, and you go up to the Chaz. So, Lash, what Viv gives you uh, when she starts transferring the data or lets you look at her comm, however she wants to do it, is uh, you see a number of things. You see, I think, probably some code that is clearly 
like for opening a back door, like leaving security exploits in various systems. Uh, you see a lot of uh, text and information about building exploits, uh, especially in uh, like large scale data servers and things like that. You find a bunch of logins to a number of forums uh, and a lot of like uh, visiting uh, like hearth pages and looking at uh, hearth posts. Faru was really active in a lot of those things. And I think when you look at it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this sounds familiar from the night we were at the Chaz. It looks very similar to maybe uh, what if you had looked uh, what Lux had posted on. Um, you also find a bunch of information about, I think, like Viv would have said these words and maybe like but didn't know what they meant about Money Pit, uh, which is a very popular crowdfunding platform that's kind of famous for letting anybody raise money on it, uh, regardless of how maybe legally questionable their project or their aims are. Yeah. The only trade-off is that if you do something that is legally questionable, the percentage that they take is higher to pay for the lawyers that they might have to use in order to get themselves out of hot water if they get in trouble. And yeah. so there is a last line money pit page, uh, which you know I can tell you all kinds of information about if you want it. Yeah. You also see... Uh, it is connected to something called accretion, uh, which is a uh, fully public blockchain. Uh, so all of the payments to the Money Pit are all public. This is part of how Money Pit works and part of their like transparency pledge. It's like all of the money that's donated is done on a public blockchain uh, called accretion. That is something that Faru had. He has an accretion wallet. And also there are, uh, if you like took his com or like copied it in state, you know, he was browsing it, a bunch of those things. Interesting. So Lash is really familiar with Money Pit because um, actually her mom uses Money Pit all the time. Um, it's kind of like a PTA type raising money kind of thing. And of course, Lash's mom is really bad at technology. So Lash is always having to set up the page. So she kind of actually knows Money Pit pretty well. Um, so she immediately kind of logs in there and kind of uh, looks to see who the biggest donors to this campaign was. There are a bunch of biggest donors. There's probably like 40 or 50. They've all given millions of new yen. Mm. And you look and there are also millions of donors. Wow. You look and there are 14 million backers. Sorry, I mean pit pitters. Okay. So this immediately raises a red flag. Can she just like quickly look at the backers? Like, did they all come in at the same time or do they look like real pitters donated? <laughs> Roll matrix perception. Great. Four hits. If you click through a number of the most prominent pitters, pitties, money givers. Pitbulls. Pitbulls. We call them pittens? Pittens. Pittens. Little kittens, That's but pittens. Pit, because you just got to give a pittance. That's good. <laughs> I like pittens. Yeah. Fill your pit up. They seem to have a little bit of a history. Like they have profiles and it looks like they've given to a couple things. But if you keep going further and further down, you find profiles that seem as though they've only given to this. And I think that you would probably realize that, like, you could probably learn a lot from looking at the public blockchain. Yeah. And trying to kind of triangulate between those people and wow. the users on the blockchain. Are we on the boat at this time? Yeah, we're skimming. Viv is driving and just... So what you're saying is 
members of the public funded this. Yeah, or some someone did. Well, this is what the platform is for members of the public to fund things, but, you know, they're not really watching this thing. So, you know, as long as you have a profile and you can make as many profiles as you want, if you really want to, I'll show you a, all about it later. I set up a really nice page for uh, my mom's PTA's uh, pit bull drive. <laughs> 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 Just... Uh-huh. Uh, leave a pity, take a pity. <laughs> take a pity. They, there's all these pit bulls that uh, are growing up. Um, so you can use all kinds of currency with this. It, it, what you're saying. Yes. and uh, the, But the currency of choice is, uh, is to use uh, an accretion wallet. Okay. I think I have a wallet, but it's a different currency. Sure. There's <laughs> many. There are many. There are many. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. I don't know how it works. And Lash sends uh, a comm message to TK saying, I need to work my way through some blockchain. You free? Back in the Chaz. <laughs> TK, what is TK doing at the moment? TK's, I mean, TK's in the, in the Matrix. Like, he's in the, he's in the big PC. The big PC in the sky is how he thinks of it. Because this is heaven to him. I think he's, he's completely changed his outfit. He's wearing a... He's like, he's, he looks like an opera conductor. He's just there. I love the idea that, that TK meets Artemis, but uh, more powerful now. And then it's like, hold on. <laughs> I got to do a costume change. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like, it's like, you know, like if you've ever played music in a concert hall, you know, like when the lights go up and it's just you and the conductor. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's, he's in the middle of like deciding what, what algorithm run. He's decided to tweak the original idea. It's going to take 14 years, right? He's in the middle of optimizing that making a few last tweaks when he gets this message. And does he show that to Artemis? The message? Uh, no, the like his algorithm that he wrote, his program. I think he's getting ready to show it. Because it's like, you know, the moments before you go on, before the lights go up, the audience is not, they're f- still filing into their seats. Uh, but yeah, and he's he's ready to show it to her. TK asks Artemis, because like, you know, he's, he's never seen the this particular AI fully embodied in this way. Usually it's just like a disembodied voice. And you're standing in front of like an infinite expanse that looks like billions of galaxies. It's 12K, baby. And like it, yeah. it's, it's higher definition than the Matrix usually. Yeah, yeah. So so TK sits down at a piano bench and a piano, which is there. And he says, Artemis, take us to a concert hall. Your favorite. Don't mind if I do. All the stars around you, they were making up this giant expanse of all these data, I mean, data points. Uh, they coalesce into these like tiny little, you know, nanoscopic, uh, like grains of ultraviolet sand. Uh, it just becomes this sort of swirling cloud that forms these like columns of a great concert hall with a big, beautiful mid-century, 20th century chandelier, uh, you know, hanging in the middle of it. Uh, and you're there on stage in front of a double grand, which was invented in 2050. Uh, double grand <laughs> piano. Uh, and Artemis's uh, sort of self coalesces out of, out of the same, uh, all these these floating like ultraviolet uh, little atom grains. And she looks like... Um, a 50-year-old Greek woman with braided hair, and you can't tell if the hair is made of, like, leaves and twigs and sticks and stuff, or if it's braided in there. Uh, but her, her her visage is sort of made of this sort of always moving and shifting, uh, you know, a million points of this shining ultraviolet light, uh, and her giant head floats there downstage. Very nice. Where are we? This is the Metropolitan Opera House of New York City at the peak of its power. Now, what would you like me to do with 
all of this. As she says this, instead of stars now, it's notes and staffs. Music staffs explode in the air. Eighth notes, 64th notes. I think there's a 128th note in there somewhere. TK pushes the algorithm that he's tweaked to Artemis and says, I want you to play. (laughs) This is pretty good, TK. Yeah, I think so too. You wrote this? Yes. I think one day you'll become a good engineer. I believe that I can add to this. Yes. Uh, And you see the room sort of begin to shift. Some of the the structural elements become like ionic columns. Uh, And you see that the roof is now open and above you is Mediterranean sky. A little bit of this here and some of that there. A few of these over there and one of those. Oh, and then if we just put that there. She's a Sondheim character, isn't she? (laughs) You know, know, Artemis, I, I never thought of you as creative. I wasn't creative before. You know, in my previous life, I dealt quite a bit in... This communication has been redacted. Ography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can tell. All that is to say, let us begin. Uh, and the music, the cacophonous din of the music begins to play. Uh, and each note is lighting up as it's analyzed. Uh, it's a light show in the sky. It's actually quite uncomfortable. This part of the experience was not designed for you. You can actually, some far off place in your mind where you can feel your human body, you feel it get warmer in the room. There are big math afoot about. Amos begins to heat up. The fans turn on. It's like when you visit CNN.com using Chrome. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. Bazinga. (laughs) TK is is impressed. He's uh, reevaluating his relationship with Artemis. When he speaks, there's a note of awe in in his voice. Like, you see his posture change. Like, he's sitting up straight. You can see that he finally sees Artemis as sort of like more like appear akin to a god you know what I mean like he's he's seeing like you know how there's many accounts of people seeing god and he's just having one of these experiences is it like that part in the symphony where the symphony does an emotion and you're like I didn't know that one existed yes for all you symphony heads out there (laughs) no but there's a there's a point where you where you feel when you're playing music with an orchestra where you feel like everybody's in tune with each other and you know what the person beside you is thinking without actually having to express anything but you you feel yourself responding and it's this like very deep emotional thing that like it doesn't there's not a name for it it's just something that you do uh but he's he's having a kind of moment like this with artemis where he thought he was the conductor but it turns out he's just another player in the symphony and at the peak of that moment it stops you could hear a pin drop in the virtual Metropolitan Opera House of New York City, 2050. The notes in the sky vanish. You look to your left, and next to you, on the piano bench, is Artemis. Same sort of swirling ultraviolet sand cloud. Yes. do you have to swirl? I'm happy to change. And then she becomes a, like a tower of cubes. <laughs> Immobile. Concrete. Okay. I see you have something on your mind. Yes. And she changes back to the flowing sand. It is not unpleasant to look at. No, no. It's just... I say making it canon. I feel that for the first time, I can see in color. Seems pretty obvious, yeah. Mm. And yet, yes, searching, searching. Yes, I can do it. I can speak in metaphor. Yeah, it's hard, I know. So, TK, we have a fun problem. 
Okay. Is it what? What's the fun and what's the problem? Ah, the fun and the problem is this a metaphor to explain. I have to say, being creative is fun. That's how I know this is not quite the right place. And suddenly, you're no longer in the opera house. You are now in the village vanguard, 1950. It is dark. The ceiling is low. And on stage, you have a saxophone player wailing chaotically. The room seems to be filled with cigarette smoke, although you and Artemis are the only beings in this virtual space. Take, for example, jazz. Taking it. Good. Chaos, yes. What song is that man playing? It's not chaos. Is it? How do you know? Because there are rules. Are there? What are they? Can you divine the rules from the evidence being presented? Yes. What are they? What song is he playing? He's not playing a song. He's playing his feelings. How do we know? Because we know the existence of the rules. Do we? Yes. Ah, but how can we be sure? This is not enough to know. Oh, you're saying because it's an isolated example and it only refers to itself, we have no idea what's actually happening. Metaphor, the power of it. Okay, all right, so so what does that mean for my data? We need a piano player. Piano player appears. Now you hear the piano music play, and it also sounds like chaos, although after a few seconds, is it slightly like the saxophone player's music? You see now, we can compare and contrast. Now we know what's improvisation and what are the anchors, what the melody of the song is. Now we know what's random, what can be attributed to our feelings, and what was written before. And if we know it was written before, perhaps we can know what era produced it. Perhaps we can even know who composed this particular song. Right, right, right. Do you have a trumpet player? I was going to ask you. The thing is, TK, even with all of this... And now you're back. Space flings out of her. And if it expands... I need more. Find a signature, you need more. But not just more of this. Not just more data from the gun. If you can find another large amount of what I suspect is stochastic data from the same creator, but a different instance, then, like the piano player and the saxophone player, I can compare and contrast... And perhaps I could name that tune. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I can go looking for a drummer. Ooh, I like the way you think. You feel your calm ding in your pocket. Oh, I gotta take this. I'll be right back. You do. It's important news. I can see everything now. Goodbye. TK uh, go comes out of VR and he's like, yeah, it would be kind of trivial to ask Artemis to show that message. And he looks down. <laughs> Uh, you get a message from Lash, and the message says exactly what uh, what Shannon said. I got some blockchain data that I need to go through. Are you around? Oh, uh, TK comes back. Yes, yes. Give me the data. Uh, Lash gets the message back and says, "Oh, a different tone from TK. I can just feel it." And she forwards him the information. Lash, you are sending links to what you know to TK as you are arriving, you know, just outside of Carnegie Hill. You're going to dock the skimmer and you're walking your way towards and the Chaz. You'll be there in a few minutes. TK comes, Lux. I, I, need, I need your data. Can you get down here? Uh, yeah, my, my data's in my, my head. <laughs> can, you, can you reproduce it? Um, I told Vern I wouldn't, but that wouldn't stop me if you really needed well, it. How do we get it out of your head and into Artemis is my only question. Um, I could write it down. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, 
It's yeah. not that long, right? The list is... No, it's not that long. Okay, it's perfect. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Just start start typing. Lux, your comm starts ringing. And uh, Lux answers. Uh, hey, um, where are you guys? Uh, I'm sorry, who's this? It's Gabe. Oh, Gabe, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, now, yeah, no, I, I sound I, I'm wearing a headset. It sounds a little different. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, you, <laughs> Gabe always comms from a blocked address. <laughs> Uh, oh, we, we're we're at the uh, well. Me and TK are at the chess. I think that uh, Lash and um, and Viv are close, though. I'm gonna ask a weird question. Yeah. Did you guys do something weird to Artemis? I don't know what TK did to Artemis. Um, okay, because it rules. Oh, <laughs> is there something happening? She with just. I've I've been working for months on the navigation system, and she just fixed it in like a minute. Oh, TK may have given her access to Amos. It's the biggest computer. <laughs> You hear Artemis's voice in the background say, "Additional upgrade complete." And then Gabe goes, "Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm just gonna go see what she's up to now. Uh, yeah, we can talk about this later." I got you soon enough. Free. Hey gang, it's Nick. We have a new t-shirt available. So you can go to cottonbureau.com and search for Fun City or find the link in the show notes uh, for that new t-shirt. Also, we have new recordings of our first two live shows um, that are now on sale for $5. Um, That link is also in the show notes. Uh, I think to get the value, the real value out of both, uh, you should make sure you put your phone in a Faraday bag uh, when you go out for protest or a Supreme Court justice's home. Not that we've recommended that. But uh, it's important. You don't want to be tracked. Please disable all biometrics. Um, Cops can't ask for your password. They can put your phone on your face. So leave it at home, actually. Goodbye. TK, in the message that Lash sends you, there is basically a link to a Money Pit account. And do you see that the Money Pit account is for the last line? You see that they have uh, 14 million backers. And you see that they have made millions and millions of new yen over the last several weeks. And you can see the link to the public blockchain. Um, This is a blockchain that you can use multiple services around to download all of if you would like to. You can also go, you can view it, you can look at the entries, you can look at the transfers. Uh, You can look at all the wallet numbers, all that stuff. He he sees that the most relevant piece of information that he's immediately identified is the link to the Money Pit fundraiser and the link to the the public blockchain, like the accretion wallet or the accretion blockchain viewer. And he sends both of these things to Artemis and says, Artemis, can you find these people? You're back in the village vanguard. There remains now the lone sax player squealing and squawking chaotically away. Alone in the audience sits Artemis, smoking a meerschaum pipe. She blows a smoke ring, the exact size and shape of the Mrs. Egg. She turns to you and look as you apparate into the Matrix. She points at the smoke shape of the Mrs. Egg and says, It's called Skinamax now. 
<laughs> so they still call it that, huh? They legally changed the company name yeah. Yeah, in, 20, 20, <laughs> in 2069. Yeah, so TK sits down uh, at the bar, orders himself a drink from the bartender who's just appeared. It's Artemis. Uh, Artemis, fancy seeing you here. And says, I have some, I, I think I found our drummer. I can do many exaflops of calculations a second, but TK, that was fast. That's human speed, Artemis. <laughs> a joke. Yes, same. Love it. We're joking. Yeah. Grappa? Please. Uh, and TK takes a shot. Tell me about this other data set you found. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, TK, uh, ha- he's got like a newspaper in his hands and he puts it down on the bar. We're going skeuomorphic, baby. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he points to like a, the sports section and he's like, okay, so like, check out this data, right? So here you can see the entire accretion blockchain, right? Yeah, all that data right there. You got it, right? You believe that this money pit campaign contains the second data set I requested. Yes. The second signature. The drummer. Keeping time. Mm. So do you see how there are 14 million donors to this one campaign? That is an outlier. I knew you would pick up on it. So can we cross-reference those two things? Too easy. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have good news and bad news. Can I have another shot first? Yes. A bucket of grappa appears. <laughs> TK pours the bucket into a shot glass and then takes a shot. So what's the news? The news is this. And suddenly, the walls of the village vanguard explode outwards, and you are now between two infinite expanses. <sighs> you know, Artemis, I didn't realize you had a flair for the dramatic. I didn't. But it turns out I do. I can tell. Ah, behold, Alaf and Alaf Prime. You've given me two extremely large sets of data, TK. Oh, so you think they're big now? The blockchain transactions of those 14 million accounts are larger by a factor of 10 than the data you acquired from the hard drive of the gun. Yeah, that makes sense. What's the news? The size is right. It's big. And that is what we need. The problem, TK, is that it's very big. Okay. It's going to take four days for me to compare and contrast these data sets to find the melody, if there even is one. How certain are you that these two data sets have the same provenance? I ask because the accretion blockchain runs on the rolling coal protocol. It's extremely energy intensive. We are going to be spending significant computational resources to do this. Uh, okay, um... Are you sure that these two data sets were created by the same actor? Yeah, I can't... I mean, I can't be sure. No one's sure. It's working in the real world, outside of VR, you know? Might have something else. Uh, and TK comps to Lux. Hey, Lux, do you have... You have, like, AR and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to come over here and just, uh, show Artemis your work? Do you want to meet Artemis? Sure, I mean, I know Artemis. So no, you, you don't. Oh, this is the thing that um, Gabe called about. He said that it's much better on the on the Mrs. Egg now. Um, have you done something to her? Uh, I think I may have given her too much computational power. She's creative now. 
Oh, this isn't. There's never been a movie made about this. All right, let's go. I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Um, Lux comes arrives at the uh, where he knows TK is and um, says, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna jump in," and uh, uh, he jumps into VR. As you are arriving at the server room, uh, Lash and Viv uh, are also arriving in the Chaz. And if you guys want to go to the server room, you know exactly where it is. Odina and Thistle are just kind of standing back, watching TK work, and uh, they're looking at one another. And you can hear Odina be like, "It um, is it getting warmer in here?" And Thistle is going, uh, yeah, it seems like something really serious is happening. This is cool. Oh, um, so he's, uh, w- what is it like when, um, when Lux jumps in to, You uh, jump in, uh, you, you, you wake up and you're sitting on a bar stool. Mm-hmm. Uh, underneath you are, is like six or seven linoleum tiles. You're at an old wooden bar. Little candles in like red yeah. glass, and, uh, candle cups are on the bar. Uh, and then around you is the universe. Yeah, and there's oh a newspaper God. on the bar and TK's like, hey, hey, so like, this is the data. It's all kind of like wavy and dusty and slightly purple. Oh, I like that. And oh. Artemis, uh, this woman made of ultraviolet sand gestures towards a large oil barrel and says, Grappa? Um, no, I, I don't have any hot sim or anything. Um, but I, it's good to see you, Artemis. You look great. Thank you. You're welcome. I have a data set that I've just written here. Um, it's not as good as anything TK has. Um, oh, don't sell yourself short, man. So wait, this is related to the gun data, right? Artemis, are you able to figure out, um, you know, parse that gun data? And, and oh, oh, let me save you some time. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, all right. It's... And so you're looking for uh, more data so that you could cross-reference or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have anything. Um... You have names. Yes. And those names are people, and those people have relatives and addresses and mm-hmm. commonalities. And I suspect... Uh, and then Lux is like, oh, oh, so TK, are you thinking that maybe Evo did something to this mines to help recruit them and get them to do stuff for I, them so that possibly the author of this code on the gun could be on this very list? I think it's plausible that the author of the code would also have authored the list. From the oh. other, yeah, from the other side. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, hey, it couldn't hurt. We could add some. Okay, more well, data. this is just a list that Vern put together. Yes, but, but the, I guess. But like, the, yes, you, you have, you have a condensed data set. We can make it bigger. I see. You're pulling all data from known sources and public sources re- about the, all the people. I see. I'm just going to give you the list because it seems like you know what you're talking about, and, and Artemis does. And I've been Artemis just, is Artemis is freaking me out. Okay, man. well, it's well good I'll to give see it to you. you here, and so he downloads like this. Um, it's it's about uh, four kilobytes. <laughs> Yeah, it's text a, file. yeah, it's a text. It's a text file with yeah. uh, with five names and addresses, uh, and then about like a dozen and a half like anonymized uh, pieces of medical information. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it appears in the newspaper. NTK says to Artemis. So, okay, Artemis, can you before we do anything with the, the accretion stuff? Can you just find these people and map their relationships with each other using public data? You look down at the digital representation of the list, and that's done. Okay, Before right. the last phoneme is out of your mouth, it's done. Uh, TK uh, points at the mirror behind the bar and says, Lux, do you see what I'm... Yeah. You understand why she's... A map shows up uh, in the mirror, and it's the tri-state area, and there are little pins in five different places, and they all have names next to them. Almost all of them before they're titles before their ranks it says fmr uh, but there is one in the financial district that does not and what name is that 
That name is Tariq Jabala. Artemis, uh, there's there all of these are former except for one. Can I have more information on the one? Simply click on the name you'd like to learn more about. Why do I have to click? When you select the name, uh, you get an employee record uh, that hasn't been updated in three years uh, for a an accountant. Looks like Tariq Jabala was an accountant for the NYPD. TK. Yes. I do not think this list of names is the drummer that we're after. No, no, no. This is this is more of a triangle. Mm. It's a, a, a accompaniment, accoutrement, sort of like grace notes. Part of the melody, part of the symphony for sure, but smaller part. Yeah, did you give her all of the login data for that for that hacker swarm? I, I, I'm sure that that hacker plus all of the hackers that they were connected to, friends with, et cetera, on, uh, interacted with on the forum could be a very good oh, wow. list for Artemis to have. Yeah, I got I got excited by the the blockchain stuff because I was like, oh, it's public and there's 14 million. This, yeah. you know, she agrees it's an outlier. It's an outlier, right, Artemis? Far out. Hey, do you see what I mean? You see what I mean, Lux? It's like it's a little weird. I like not, it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, Artemis, uh, Lux is reminding me that there's more data here. There is an enormous, likely meaningful overlap in data from the blockchain and the forum accounts of which you speak. So you okay. already did that. Yeah, okay. TK comms Lash. Lash shows up. Oh! <laughs> oh! And she's like, wait, hold on, hold on. She's messaging Viv. Viv, you got to take a left. You got to take a left in the virtual world. And oh. you're almost there. Ah, uh, uh, hold on. I still have to put my krill away for a moment. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And don't tell that. I, I don't want Viv to miss anything. Viv? Okay. A question mark pops up in front of you. Ooh, Ooh like oh. what you did with the place, Artemis. Gang's all here. Ar- Artemis, uh, you, uh, you guys, she's, I'm, I f- so I, I don't know how to say it, but it feels like I'm interacting with the 20th century conception of God. Mm. Oh, flattering. Okay, so that data you got, she has it. It's going to take four days, even with all of this, to process the accretion data. But I wonder, can we process the forum data first? What would you like to know about the forums? See, I'm glad you guys are here because holy shit, this is, it was all, it was getting to be a lot, just me and. It was already a lot to take in the from Farooq. Yeah, Many of these accounts appear to be bots or sock puppets. Oh. Uh, That's good. Little fake accounts, wait, huh? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Can you unmute the saxophone player? Yes. Uh, can oh, you, no. Can you, Why? Can you, uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? It's important. It's a metaphor. It's important. I'll explain later. Can you can you dub in uh, whatever instrument you think this the you know the surface level data is the one you just processed? Yes. <laughs> just um, don't cut this out. Like cut out what I'm saying. Mike, you just, just put do in this. a slide whistle. Does that sound like it matches? Oh. Mm. Okay, but d- could, do you think it possibly could? You're the one that picks the music in Henley. I'm asking genuinely because this is so. What you're hearing is data. <laughs> if there's a relationship, we're gonna spend. We're uh, gonna let Artemis spend four days doing it. I see. I, I think it does. I think it fits the slide yeah. whistle. Artemis, can you, you? We have his log. This hacker's login. What is this hacker's name? Oh, his name's Farooq. Yeah. You have Farooq's login data. Can you just check all of his activity, including collaboration with other hackers on this forum? Um, I'm sure that if they had to co- collaborate, they would be sharing bits of code back and forth with each other, editing it. Are, are there other external links that they have among themselves to databases that they use, things like this? I mean, we're working on the assumption, Artemis, that the person involved in, in uh, covering up this code may not 
actually be working with the last line, but they're connected somehow. So they could be sharing resources, especially when it comes to very niche types of extreme computer coding, hacking, etc. The question is, are these data sets random or are they not? If they are not, are they perhaps patterned in the same way? Or if they're random, in which way are they random? If I know these things, I may be able to hazard a guess at their source. What do you all propose that we do for four days? First of all, we haven't decided if we're going to do it yet because we have to ask Odina if we can use her computer for four fucking days. I assume this is going to take up all of its resources? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's task number one. Lux, do you want to take care of that? Because I can delegate. Um, ask Odina if we could use a computer for four days? Yes. yes I can monopolize. Do that. Not use. Monopolize. Totally take it. Yes. Okay. I'll ask her. And uh, Lux says, um, do you need anything else from me? I, gonna, I can go do that now. I'll listen to the rest. Sorry, continue. Yeah, uh, no, no, it's cool. You don't have to. Uh, there's, uh, there, That was as far as I got, because, I mean, look, right? We have okay. the data. We need to figure out the relationship with the data. We do have a secondary task, right? Because you gave us the names, and we, Artemis, you know, he points to the bar mirror. They, they're all there, right? Mm-hmm. These last, these, not last night, but these Evo modified people. people. So we do have one name who's not a former cop. We do have his address. Yeah. I hate to interrupt, and you see a fox and a rabbit run down the bar and knock over everybody's glass boot of grappa. Mm-hmm. And as they do so, Artemis draws a bow and arrow from behind her back, and two large hounds raise their head oh, next to her. That's why they call you. And Tika just stops. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes or no? Am I allowed to hunt, or shall I work on getting you more free streaming channels for the next four days? In this particular metaphor, what is hunting? Shall I get to computing or not? Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, We'll ask for f- forgiveness. The hunt begins. And you are booted out of the Matrix. Ow. Ooh, I told you she, this, lots of stuff going on. That was intense. It is, it is bright in here. It is hot. It is warm ah. in this room. It is warmer in this room than it has ever been. Mm. Bib takes off her conch shell from her head. She's a new woman. She's a woman. Oh, Odina. You turn around and you say Odina. When you say her name, you look around and her and Thistle are up against the wall uh, that is to the left when you walk into the server room. Thistle is uh, looking at a floating AR display, but Odina's just watching all of you. And when you turn around and you say Odina, she looks and she says, What happened? Um, um, you you all have been standing uh, slack-jawed <laughs> for several minutes, Odina, uh, I, and the computers appear to be working very, very can, hard. Odina, can you, um, I hope you don't uh, need that. Oh, it's fine. Okay, yeah, because uh, TK's like, he's he's awestruck still, so he's just like, I just trying to say stuff and is waiting for somebody to step Lux, in and uh, save Lux him. Lux sees us and says, Odina, we're going to need the... Um, Amos for four days. She looks at Thistle, and you can see Thistle's heads-up display, her little floating screen, turn to what is obviously the grid of a calendar, and she just highlights four days, and they turn black. (laughs) And Odina turns to you, and she says, that should be fine, but can you tell us what is happening? TK lights a cigarette. Can I smoke in here? No. I'm sorry, but TK is going to have to smoke so that he can explain it because none of us have any idea what's going on. Thistle looks at Odina and says, I, uh, I gave him permission to do something stupid. <laughs> so as it turns out, Odina, uh, 
we uh, were cohabiting with a military-grade AI that knows everything now that I plugged it into your system. So that's the backstory. You, you got the backstory. The front story is we were trying to find the data from the gun. We got the gun that shot the guy in your courtyard. And so we were trying to find out who may have... Like and we we got the data from the gun because we touched the gun. It's in a pile. I'm not explaining this very well, but it's in a pile somewhere safe. It's going to be destroyed soon. But we have the data. Uh, Odina um, reaches into one of the pockets on her long gray cardigan and uh, hands you a granola bar. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, he sh- shoves it in his mouth and takes it in one bite. He was drinking a lot. He he drank a bucket full of virtual grappa. <laughs> it's, I don't know if that matters, it, but <laughs> big computer does liquor. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically what happened was we got the data from the gun. We're trying to parse through it. It's going to take a long time because we're looking for a signature and a bunch of randomness that we think was generated. And we need the computer because Artemis is using it because Artemis is insane now. I have several questions. I think I might be able to try to answer them. When you say military grade AI, who's military? Uh, We don't know. It was redacted. That makes me nervous. It's yeah. fine, probably. Didn't we have an Aztecnology ship? Yeah. Probably Aztecnology. Best guess. But our friend Gabe, really cool guy, great with music, he did a lot of work, <laughs> uh, and he probably made her cool, you know? I think she's cool. She, and, uh, she's pretty cool. So I cool. think we're probably good. Your, your friend Gabe yeah. look, made he... the Aztecnology military-grade AI cool. Yes. Mm. Oh, Functional. No. Oh, no, we live on a boat. I don't know, man. Yeah. She turns to Thistle and she says, could you do some amount of security checks on the as technology military grade AI? Thistle nods with frustration. Then she turns back to TK and she says, assuming that this passes Thistle's security audit, there are no problems. And we keep her. No. Maybe? Yeah, it's an operating system, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think she likes it here. Yeah, we, she really does. We're going to need to use her on the boat, too, but, you know. I, think I mean, she, with this much computing power, yeah. she's fucking... Oof. She might be using some virtual resources for our boat um, so she could stay smart and stuff. I don't but think, I don't think it's very much. Yeah, I think I think she's she really likes it here. Yeah. She's already a, she's a Chaz person through and through. And she's cool. I remember Gabe. Gabe's cool. I'm sure that he would have checked to see if she was cool. TK did some cool. TK yeah, did I, some security checks too, right? He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. She was dumb at the beginning too. She couldn't do anything like fi- even finding a song. She made it look like well, I was listening to this like really lame K-pop that's like only fifties doo-wop stuff. Like I, she I messed think, up. Big. Remember <laughs> that, guys? I think she was making. Did she mess up? <laughs> She's yeah. a mess up. Lux, I'm pretty sure you always listen to I, that. Well, Lux? after after, I mean, of course, it's a earworm. Lux, but, um, I think. Yeah. I think she was using her predictive technology to figure out what you would like. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was rough. Now she can insult you while she's doing it. Okay. What sort of things are Thistle, is Thistle finding? <laughs> is there any security footage from the boat? Like, just random shit that we've been searching? Thistle is just listening intently, waiting to find <laughs> oh. out what it is that she is going to have to do in order to make sure that this extremely powerful artificial intelligence isn't going to just mm. completely ruin yeah. this uh, brand Sorry. new organization. Yeah. Um, oh. Odina says, um, okay, we will take this one step at a time. We will let the process continue to run while Thistle does a security audit. Could you please just um, send me your 
cool, good friend, Gabe, who's good with music's com code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we will have some questions for he's, him. Like Gabe. He's a pretty good cook, too. Oh, yeah. really? excellent. Yeah. He sounds, it really sounds like a great guy. I'm excited to He's really cool. Likes drugs. Yeah. Would probably live here. Yeah, honestly. Hey, I mean, we don't, we're not moving in. I am. Yet. Oh. Yo, yeah, your, your condo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the, the condo still got bathtubs in it. I'm going to stay here for a few days um, because I have to check on all these leads. I'm actually going to meet with all these people on this list. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we'll probably come with you because, I, I mean, my four days just we freed have up. four days. And I'm, with that, Odna, we also found out some financial information about the last line. She raises her eyebrows. It seems like they were raising money on right on Money Pit. Oh, yes, I, we do as well. Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. My mom does, too. Anyway, so uh, Artemis is parsing through that data, so we should have that data as well. She did, after preliminary scans, say that a lot of the transactions looked inauthentic. So we were on to something. So someone is astroturfing the support for the last line with real money. Go. Yes. And Artemis... She looks, she looks very confused. She makes a face like, what? Okay, so who benefits from a rogue faction of the NYPD? That's the question that Artemis is trying to solve. Basically, we gave her all the, that bad guy data, and all she's going to see if she could find a, the yep. one bad guy who wrote the bad data on the gun. That's right, Lux. Yeah, yeah you're you. really understanding this really yeah, well. Lux is really Very proud. Deeply. I feel like Lux, maybe, <laughs> in, is correct me if I'm wrong, Like, does Lux feel like he really gets computers now? Yeah. Now that he's been inside one? He's <laughs> like, oh, that's all I needed to know. There's a newspaper in there. <laughs> no, I knew it. I kind of knew that there was. Sand, There's a newspaper baby. in there, and then you put the stuff in the newspaper, and that's all you need There's to do. There's a lady and I a man. Knew, I knew that you would fucking... Always suspected. It would you, be a lady in a newspaper. I knew that TK, and, TK and Gabe were full of shit in terms of all the school they had to do to learn computers. It's you literally boy, yeah. just need a fucking newspaper you just need in there. To get, you you just talk need to the lady. newspaper lady. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, TK, TK says, yo, Thistle, if you got a chance to look into that process... Cool baby. Oh, don't, oh, don't you worry. Now, all of this is wonderful development, but is there something we can do to protect Artemis? I, I think she, she can protect herself. At this point, like, no cyber attack can touch her. At this, at this, did you see the bows and arrows? I did. So, Thistle, thank you for the four days of computing power. Hopefully, you and Artemis can coexist peacefully, because I don't know if I can get her to leave uh, now that she's tasted intelligence or something. In the meantime, four days. What are we going to do? We have a list. Lux yeah. has a list. Yes. I've already... Did you get all the information that Artemis pulled up? Yes. I say that we visit these people and next of kin to these people if necessary to find out their accounts of what happened. Okay. So we have a plan. We're actively going to speak to them. With, I was going to say force, but friendship. <laughs> Are you sure? And the krill starts crawling from uh, Viv's arms. Okay. I could use force. He goes, Bean Boys? Paradise by the Bean Boys light. And when Lux says this, everyone knows this is a restaurant that they frequent. Very cozy. Great. Some of the best bean food you've ever had. Yeah. Um, good vibes. Good yes, vibes. And it's, good a vibes. it's a different, because it's a different protein. We're not, it's not soy. It's just beans. I'm going to get a bean shake. Yes, there are times in a team when you all are so hungry, you know what the next step is. It has to be eating. 
So you just have to say the and we name go to, of the place, and we and we hit, and we head over there. We go to BB's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Henley, can you take us to uh, Bean Boys? He starts to drive. God, the a computer that doesn't speak to you. Holy shit! What a revelation. Uh, okay, he drives for a few minutes. I mean, Bean Boys is of entirely of your creation. So where is it, and uh, when you get there, what does it look like? I think it sounds like a, a Lower East Side kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, like a tucked away spot that's not terribly trendy, but does buy a lot of trendy stuff. Mm-hmm. The the there's a little mascot to Bean Boys, and it is a little bean that has a little <laughs> newspaper cap on, so you know that he is a little Bean Boy. Yes. <laughs> Shannon DM. Shannon DM. Shannon DM. He's a little Dickensian bean boy. That's and and actually, there it doesn't say Bean Boys Paradise by the Bean Boys like anywhere, but just everyone knows it's the name. That's the name. Does he say? Does the Bean Boy say extra extra bean all about it? He can. Yes, he can. If you ask it. Extra bean all about it. Now, when you say newspaper hat, Do you mean a hat made of newspaper or a little cap like a newsy boy might wear? A cap like a newsy. Boy. Okay. Yeah. Is that not called the newspaper? Hat? It's called a newsboy cap. Newsy cap. Well, in my mind, it's a newspaper hat. I call it that too. <laughs> you know, I think just g- give all of yourselves like two edge. We got a good vibe. It's like yeah. it. it's also vaguely French, I think, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Not in any way that matters. Not in any way that matters. Maybe the maybe the owner is French, and so yeah. you can't help but have just a little. You're just like what? De, you know, France. But there's not, not the menu is straight beans, no no French stuff. Viv doesn't say anything to anyone. She goes up and orders, and she gets a reverse bean ball, which is bean on the outside, rice on the inside. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> I like that. It's on the secret menu. The, the menu where everything's reversed. <laughs> <laughs> the severed menu. Yeah. You get a ball of spaghetti and there's just marinara right in the middle. That honestly sounds amazing. But okay. we love this place. Well, we're gathered. We've got our orders of bean. We yes. are all satisfied. We're sitting in our yeah, favorite I think, spot. Yes. TK gets a bean bowl. Ayo! Beans up! Um, you you all sit down with your bean orders uh, with the intention of going through the list of people to see who it is you can go visit, right? Yes. Okay. So Lux begins to describe what is on this list. Mike, can you tell us what's on this list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lux has a list of five names, and the names have locations associated with them, and uh, little descriptions about what their deal is. Uh, The first is a female human named Amelie Skalova. She lives in uh, Jersey City Island. Uh, She is in her mid-30s. She went into Evo uh, for a torn ACL and uh, came out a different person. And the details are like kind of hazy. It seems like she was very athletic. Uh, It seems like she was uh, really strong, very into fitness. Uh, And then uh, in Vern's notes... All it says after, like, running, lifting, jumping, gymnastics, it says, and then, and then in all caps, dollhouses. Oh, complete personality to change. Okay. The next one after that is a male human named Eli Baptiste. Uh, he lives in the Upper East Side. He is in his 40s. 
uh, and he went into Evo after a cruiser crash. It seemed like he was a beat cop uh, and his police cruiser crashed under, in the notes it says, quote, uncertain circumstances. And the details on his personality is that he's a huge partier. Uh, he's uh, like a big drinker, has a bunch of uh, civilian review board complaints against him, uh, has a bunch of excessive force violations. But after he came out of Evo, he left the force and went to go get a library sciences degree. Uh, mm. And uh, he lives with his mom. Okay. It's a common theme for these all these names is that these people had an incident they went to Evo, they changed, and then they opted to leave the force. I mean, except for the one. You can't tell. I don't I think, I don't think okay. you know. All right. Yeah. At least not yet. Okay. Yeah. So that was the second one. Yeah. Third one is one that Vern told you about. Uh, this is a woman named Avril Kanala. Uh, this is a woman who was a detective. Uh, she's a elf. Uh, she's older. Um, she was a detective. She went in for, like, arthritis treatment mm -hmm. and came out and not only had a different, like, personality, which there aren't a lot of notes about, uh, she lost her magic. She's right. no longer magic. Yes. Uh, she lives in Chelsea. Okay. Uh, the fourth person on the list is a male troll named Pike Tolino. Uh, he lives in Washington, Connecticut. He's in his 70s. He's a former munitions expert who got desked after he uh, had a bunch of mishaps in the field as he was getting older. He went into Evo for high blood pressure and then came out like an extreme risk taker. Hmm. The notes say just the phrase, rocket, water, jet skiing, municipal urban brawl tryouts. Okay. And um, and then the fifth. This is the one who's not a former NYPD. It, yeah, is Tariq Jabala, who lives in the financial district. Uh, he It's just listed uh, accountant. He's still an accountant with the NYPD. All it says in him, this is the one that has the least amount of information. Because he hasn't it's just his name, and it says uh, his locate, his address in the financial district, and then it just says accountant. Okay. There are notes underneath uh, Tariq and Avril that indicate that no one has spoken to these people. Uh, it says not interviewed, not mm. interviewed. Okay. So yes. uh, you hear the crinkle of all of our fast food. I fucking love the bean bowls here. Yeah, they're very good. So, Lux, this list. Yes. What are we doing with it? Well, I think we should follow up with these people. I think we should start with the the people who haven't been talked to or contacted before. Who's uh, the closest? Uh, Tariq. Uh, I think we can talk to him. Basically, a lot of these people don't really remember what happened to them when they're there. We're going to see if he does. Um, it seems like he's the person most that's had the most recent interaction with this Evo quote-unquote care center. And um, basically, we want to get his entire story, and we're going to try to infer as much as we can about um, his family life, personality, history, et cetera, and uh, try to see what's going on. What's our game, though? Why would he tell us anything? I have no idea. That's something we oh, need to, something we need we a, need to we think need, about. We need to cover identity. Probably. Might be a little intimidating if four of us show up. One thing I thought that a couple of you guys could do was actually begin looking into the forums. You know which forums are there now. Delash, uh, TK, do you think that you guys could make a, a fake account and try to get in on the action of the last line? Oh. Oh, wait. One second. Bean brain freeze. <laughs> Okay. Oh. They make those beans so cold for the shade. They're gotta, so yeah. cold. Wow, you got the... Okay. Quite thick. Yes. I am actually already on the forums. Nice. Oh. What's your username? 
No, don't don't answer that question, Lash. Legally? It's Dr. Hacker 69. How do I not tell you that? Uh, Lash, you can't say your username when you're using a fake account to gather information. Somebody could be listening. Yeah, but... The it, restaurant's empty. <laughs> it's just us. It's just you guys. And the and, beans. And I knew you'd all appreciate the name. It's a good name. It's a perfect name. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm already at admin status for like six of these uh, message boards. You're yeah, fucking mod. <sighs> it's pretty easy. You just got to be cool. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that Lash has a talent for message boards. Okay. Maybe we can act like we are um, from the NYPD? Just as a health check. I might need to go in there alone, guys. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Just, as just long, call uh, us in if yeah, you if need Yeah, call for backup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because if you're going to be a cop, you can just call for backup, and then we'll just show up. And he'll be like, why aren't you dressed as cops? We'll be like, we're undercover. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. Let me think. And Lux thinks. <laughs> we're just going to be in Henley waiting. Uh, I think th- this one is the one that has the least amount of information. Right. Uh, which is, yeah, like he's a young guy. Uh, he lives in the financial district. Yeah, uh, super Tony part of town. Yeah, he lives in a part of town that's very, very nice. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, very wealthy people live there. And yeah, he was, uh, is an accountant for the NYPD. His presence on the list would indicate that something has happened to him, but that information is not made clear in the way that it is for the other people on the list. He's young. Yeah. Young guy. Okay. Is, uh, if uh, Lux looks through his fire, is there anything new in his life? Is there? Is he just moved into this place? Is he new relationship? New? He lives with his parents. He lives with his parents. Is there... Used um, to live on his own, had his own address. Now his address is the same as his parents. Lux is uh, thinking about it. He's like, um, okay, uh, I think I'm just going to go talk to him. And um, Lux is, uh, more than ever in his life, has just been totally hell-bent on getting to the bottom of this as quickly as possible. I think in the past, Lux would plan more, come up with a good story, maybe a, a backstory, false ID, whatever. Probably the smarter thing to do, but Lux is just going to go and talk to this guy. Uh, and so Lux says, yeah, if you guys could wait in the car in case there's any problems, that would be great. But I'm going to go talk to this guy. Leave your- but you haven't finished your bean Rito. Ah, I, Lux wraps it up and puts it in his pocket. I will finish this later. And uh, Lux leaves the restaurant and gets in Henley to uh, go down to uh, Tariq's uh, place. He gets in also and says, Henley, Henley, play cover identity music. Ugh. I got an enemy in the forums, <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> I got a group of friends, and I got some enemies. You put the address into Henley, and Henley starts to drive from the Lower East Side south to the financial district, uh, crossing through um, some of the like rebuilt portions of this neighborhood, some of the places that are still being reforested, places that used to be really just gross and now are being remade uh, and in a lot of ways like re-remade and now you sort of feel like you cross a border when you get into uh, the part of the financial district in like those it's in those like 
um, those small, like, maze-like streets that are down there, you know, like these really skinny, uh, really meandering, tiny, tiny roads, uh, just like off the edge of Water Street, around Wall Street. You're kind of around where the PBA is. You're kind of around where the giant bull sculpture is, maybe a little bit further north, a little bit further west. And it just feels like you enter into a place that is beautiful on purpose. It's just very manicured. It's all stone. It's all clean. Uh, there's a lot of like gold and marble detail. Everything here is a doorman building and all of the doors are very, very ornate. Walking through them feels like, you know, a momentous occasion. And the place that Henley drops you off is the single uh, residential building in a like a five-way intersection. So it's kind of like a star uh, of a street. And the entryway to this building is uh, on the corner of, uh, like in, in the corner of one of those segments made by the intersecting streets. And it's this huge, very beautiful, very shiny red door uh, that has uh, gold hinges, bronze handle on it, and a doorman in a long coat standing on the outside. Lux uh, believes that this place will have extremely high security. He has a ready-made disguise that he has used through much of the um, drone pandemic that is uh, good to go. Um, he slaps it on and um, is uh, ready to go in uh, to the uh, building. All right. And he walks into the building. I was freaking out when he does that. You know, I can't believe we were in Bull Goose this morning. I can't wait in the car. He's still, he's still freaked out by uh, Lux's transforming. It's still weird. What do you? What do you? Do you have a look, or do you just look like Lux but slightly different? Um, it's just enough to look like a different person. Okay. Um, I basically, hate, I it's, hate a, it's a, yeah, a different person. Not any special kind of different. Just different. So I'm gonna say this: Lux canonically yeah. is a wealthy-looking white guy. Sure. You are walking into a fancy downtown building. Roll performance and get a two or higher, and you're just gonna sail right in. Um, let's, see. let's see again. Famous last words. Yeah, I hope, you get, I hope you critically glitch this. <laughs> I, got no, I got nine. You didn't, and you didn't glitch. No, no glitches. No, you got nine. Wow, got nine. look at that! The, wow, the doorman. I did get two exploding sixes. That was helpful. The doorman just uh, as you approach, very confident, looking like you are supposed to be here, and looking like the kind of person that comes and goes from this building a lot. The doorman just opens the door for you. Uh, doesn't even say anything to you. And uh, Lux uh, makes his way up towards the uh, family's uh, condo or apartment? Condo? Yeah, apartment, yeah. You, yeah, you take the elevator. Yep. Um, this place is, like, really beautiful, uh, decorated like downtown buildings that you see with uh, ancient, beautiful furniture. Uh, there's a lot of art on the walls. There's uh, crystal chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. It looks like a place that's been decorated to communicate that rich people live here. Yes. You take uh, an elevator up. Yes. Uh, it opens to a long hallway. You get to the number that is written in the information. It's a dark blue door, and there's a doorbell on the side. Uh, what are the parents' names? Harry, H-A-R-I. Uh, Dita is the mom's name. Dita. Harry and Dita? Bontis? Yeah. No, not <laughs> Harry and Dita, and then it's Tariq, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he rings the bell. Lux, um, even to the point where he touches this button, has no idea what he's going to say. The door 
swings open. And a uh, very well put together and well dressed woman, uh, somewhere over the age of 60, big brown eyes, dark olive skin, looking at you. Well, where's the food? <laughs> uh, Lux laughs um, and he says, I'm, I'm sorry, is this, is this Dita? Yes. Hi, Dita. Uh, my name is Silas Rolds. The restaurant's never sent anyone who told me his name before. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm not here with a restaurant. Oh, I mean, that's a relief. I like that place. And if they sent me you, I'd never call them again. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either, ma'am. I, I know nothing about food. Well, what do you want, Silas? Um, I'm actually here on a matter of your, your son's health. May I come in? Are you from Evo? No, I am not from Evo. Then you may come in. You know, wait. Wait. Yes. You're not a journalist, are you? No, I am not a journalist. Okay, I try to avoid them. <laughs> well, you look young and handsome. Come on in. <laughs> oh, dear. You're, too, you're too nice. Um, is your is your son um, here at the moment? Do you not know? No, I'm, I'm afraid I don't. That's why I'm here. <sighs> He's always here. How has your, your son been? What are you doing here? Ma'am, I'm with a consortium of people who are currently investigating Evo. A private detective? Nobody calls me that, but sure. Oh, no, I haven't heard the word consortium in 30 years. Yeah, so 30 years ago, they were all the rage. We, we know that. And that was just, just the last time I met a jackass that said things like consortium. Sure. I um I just want to relate to you how sensitive this subject is and the security around this subject is. This is why I'm here in person. Anything that you say to me or at all should never be relayed virtually, digitally, at all. Does that make sense? Somebody's got to be bankrolling you. Who is it? My wife is dead. I am not doing this for money. I believe that Evo was involved. We believe that your son is in danger because of his contact with Evo. I'd like to talk to you and to your son about his experience in their quote-unquote care center. Well, you certainly haven't found a coven of friends of Evo here, although I don't imagine it can get much worse for my boy. Tariq! You hear Tariq approaching before... Uh, you you're, see him. You're um. You so you're standing at the front of a long hallway. Uh, there's very beautiful. I think it's like a parquet floor. Is that what you call it? When it's like all of the wood that's like yeah. patterned, and there's side tables, and you can hear light uh, sort of kitchen sounds from the distance. It's this long white hallway, beautiful floors, like molding, and I think like at the end, you know that you're looking at the living room, uh, and you can see windows that look out onto water. And you maybe like while you were talking to Dita, you just sort of vaguely registered that what was behind her at the end of the hallway in the living room was furniture. Mm. Like there's a table, there's some chairs, there's an easy chair, there's, you know, there's just like stuff in there. When she calls out to Tariq, you hear the sound of motors grinding, like sound of uh, uh, big servos making motions. And you see one of the pieces of furniture start to move and what you realize is that it wasn't like a chair or like a table that you were looking at out of the corner of your eye it was 
a person reclining in a kind of like exoskeleton uh, that has like almost kickstands on the back that it sort of vaults this person up so that they are standing and in this very halted rhythmic motion kind of walks them forward and you see ostensibly what is probably Tariq um, guy in his early 20s dark skin like his mom uh, slicked to the side hair very manicured he's got a very thin very like expertly shaven beard uh, he's wearing all white but he just has this like very blank stare and this machine is walking him towards you uh, step by step and he's kind of like he's maybe because he's in this thing like seven, seven and a half feet tall, just like in this frame. And you hear little like um, calm noises coming from Dita's calm. Have you read his file yet? I know very little. You know what happened to him? No, I would really, really, I, I need to hear what happened. <sighs> Tariq liked to go on his little adventures, didn't you, Tariq? Uh, you hear more little calm noises uh, come from Dita's, uh, Dita's person. He was on the west coast in Victoria going on a, what do you call them? Tariq, what do you call them? And she looks at her phone. Safari, a safari. He was going on a safari to see awakened beasts on Victoria Island. Got the flu. Oh, what I know what that is. Uh, yeah, this is like a, uh, I think you could put it in the in the same category as like the avian flu. Mm. Yeah, it was, it like was a thing that hurt a lot of people, um, like killed a good number of people probably f five or six years ago, uh, but never made its way to New York. Right. Okay, so he got some sort of a bovine flu. Not bovine, it's a Greek alphabet letter. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, the moo flu. I never read much about it. it it's a, it is a Greek. You don't flu. strike me as a big reader, Silas. No, I, <laughs> I don't know much about this particular one, even though I thought I did. Well, it was going to be a moderate case, and yes. he was moonlighting as an accountant for the NYPD Incorporated. So, of course, they sent him over to Evo, where treatment would be free. Didn't want to come running home to mommy and daddy and ask for the family doctors too high and mighty for that. Did he have symptoms? Um, what were his symptoms, I should say, when he went into Evo? Not symptomatic. Oh, he just tested positive for this. She in. leans in close to you. And now you can see that her skin, which has had the most expensive top-of-the-line moisturizer applied to it twice daily for decades, now you see the creases underneath her eyes. She says, he was just supposed to go in for tests. Happen. Three days later, he walked out of there. Well, that thing walked him out of there. He couldn't walk, talk, or feed himself. Can you describe what this is? Um, is it just like a mech? I'm picturing a mech suit. Is that what it is? It's pretty close, yeah. Just like uh, smaller. It's a definitely a like a portable assistive device. Okay. Um, it's like he, the Iron Man suit if it was for a medical reason. But not cool and maybe bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like it doesn't he's it's sort of more around him than it is something that he is in. I see. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Eva just said it was complications. Has your son changed in any way? Besides? Other than he can't walk, talk, or feed himself, Silas? Yes. Why don't you ask him? I'll leave you two alone. You can pair your phone with his suit if you wave your phone over the logo. Uh, Lux assumes she's talking about his comm. He takes his comm and pairs it with the uh, device. Yeah, he's uh, he saw you talking to his mom, and after she started giving him a hard time for going to the safari, he walked himself back into the living room and sort of put his frame uh, back into like sitting mode, essentially. Mm-hmm. You walk down the hallway, uh, you know, you pass the kitchen on the left and you see this beautiful white tile kitchen. There's dad in there with his gray hair, like making mm-hmm. something. He doesn't look at you, doesn't say anything. Uh, Dita starts to talk to him quietly. And you walk into the living room and it's this massive, uh, huge, like all of these beautiful windows looking out onto the water. Uh, you can see the Statue of Liberty. And uh, yeah, he's just there. You pass your comm in front of, uh, there's like a little badge on the frame. Uh, says Evo. Yes, yeah, says Evo on it. And it, you know, your comm dings, and essentially like a chat window opens up and it doesn't seem like his eyes really move. Uh, so he's looking straight ahead the whole time. Uh, but you can see like he's breathing. Uh, I think you can probably see little muscle twitches here and there. Uh, but yeah, he's just kind of in this thing. When the chat window opens up, it just, there's, you know, a little spin, little dots. And then he just says, hi. Hi, Tariq. Can you hear me? He doesn't write this. He just says it. Tariq writes, yeah. Tariq, I understand you've been through a lot. And if you could... He only... writes, lol. <laughs> <laughs> If you need to be brief, I understand. Or if you can't talk about it, I, I also understand. But um, there's like more typing and more typing. Yeah. And uh, you get a longer than usual thing. And it says, you know what the worst part about this is? What is that? People pretending that they feel bad for you. Um, I hear you. Um, I actually do. But I hear you. W- what happened at Evo? Do you remember... Anything? No. What do you remember after you came home from Safari? There's typing, there's typing, and then you get little text that is essentially what his mom said. Right. Got sick at Safari, went to Evo to make sure there was nothing I could do. They said I needed tests. They kept me for three days. I woke up like this. Have you seen other doctors since? He writes, lol, again. You have. Have they described to you in any detail what has been done to you? With five quote marks on either side of this phrase, severe neurological damage. I see. In all caps, who? And then in lower caps, are you? Question mark. I'm with a group of people that is going to make Evo pay for what they're doing to people. People? You're not the only one. In all caps. What? Everything that we talk about right now has to be anonymous. You are connected to a device created by Evo. I cannot share a lot of detail. I hope you understand that. Any detail you have for me can help put this right and stop them from doing what they're doing. With like a, you can tell it takes a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. He sort of tick by tick, not smoothly, moves his eyes to the left to look at you. Mm. And he sends a message that just says, what? 
I'm going to assume you didn't understand what I said. I can't tell you details about others or about what I know or about who I am because of your connection to Evo. What I am telling you is something I don't mind them hearing, that they're going to pay for what they did to you and to all the others. Any detail you can give me now, they already know, obviously, but will help get back at them. If you don't believe me, that's fine. He sends a message that says, but what do you want? Did you do anything to upset Evo in any way? In all caps, no. I don't think so. Do you remember all of your dealings with Evo, or are there any memory gaps that you have from your time working with Evo? Or working with the NYPD, I'm sorry, obviously you weren't working with Evo. No. You remember every moment, or within reason, <laughs> uh, of working as an accountant within, <laughs> it, with the NYPD. What, do you have photographic memory or something? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like a bunch of typing, and then it stops typing, and then a bunch of typing, and it stops typing. And then he just sends a message in all lowercase that says, yeah, with a question mark. Did you find anything at the NYPD that you feel like you maybe shouldn't have in your accounting role? Pretty sure everyone does. Okay. It will be tricky for you to share with me exactly what it is. My sources say that you're still connected with the NYPD. Is this true? Sorta. Can you explain your relationship with your, with the current relationship with the NYPD? I'm a charity case. They feel bad firing me. Ah, I see. You have connections with anyone at the NYPD uh, that would have any reason to want you removed? No. Lux is just looking around at the apartment. What about your parents? Uh, you hear a ringing sound uh, coming from the kitchen. Everything all right in there? Yeah, everything's everything's fine. How long has it been on the outside? 25 minutes. TK uh, looks at Viv and Lash and says, think he needs help? I don't know yet. He would have calmed us if he we should. Him. We should calm him, right? I can't do what worried. he does. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You want to check on him? Uh, and TK dashes off a message that says, Lux, if you're okay, press one. If you're not, press two. <laughs> Lux presses one, although he doesn't know how he got this program on his phone, that on his comm that's, that allows him to press one. And, and It's a and standard see, feature on all comms. I it's just, yeah, it's just, okay. just text back he just, one. He just texts back one. He said one. I think we're good. I think we can stay here. You see. Dita, the problem that I'm facing right now is motivation on Evo's end. Of course, your son could just be a random person they are connecting experiments on. That's... The base assumption, but in some cases, what kind of experiments? No idea. Obviously, ones that have to do with people's brains. But in some cases, it is possible that they may be intentionally trying to remove people from the force. Is there any reason that the NYPD or Evo would have any problem with you or your husband or your son? Evo said it was extreme and unusual complications from the move flu. That they had to put wires in your son's brain? They said he strange, it's a strange disease and things got complicated. It's a little known, poorly understood disease. Even now, there's not a ton of academic research on it. They couldn't prove in court that Evo had done anything wrong. So they need consent to do procedures like this. Was there any signatory on anything from you, your husband, your son? 
He went into the hospital, and three days later, they said some strange complication had paralyzed him. No one can do anything about it. It's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's not his fault. Even the little magical virus just doing its job. And then Lux has no idea what to do. <laughs> He's, um, what do they do? Yeah, what, what, what do you and your husband do? You can just search it. Yeah, Lux searches it. Uh, it's the, don't save your time. It's the okay. standard <laughs> arrangement. Harry's in finance, and I'm on the I'm on several boards of charitable organizations. Right. Um, has your son's memory seemed to have been affected in any other way other than the blackout period of those three days? Have you talked to him, asked him about anything? Obviously, his memory before? was affected by the event that caused the paralysis, but no. Before he went into Evo, he was completely fine, if a bit of a loose cannon. But that's Tariq. Hmm. No memory gaps, though, but from, from any time before that. No. Okay. Lux, um, Lux is very distressed because it doesn't match the MO of, of some of the other files. He thought there would be other personality differences other than the simple physical. He thought there would be more. He, he, he needed there to be more. He wanted there to be more. He wanted, he wanted all of this to be solved just by talking to mm-hmm. these people. And, and he realizes that this is going to be a lot harder than he thought. And he thinks, this is Dita, Dita, I, I really appreciate your help. I uh, will be in contact with you. Um, unfortunately, just by coming to your door um, in the future, if anything is uncovered um, that can help you, uh, your family, uh, your son, and help bring those who did this to justice. And he turns to Tariq. Tariq, thank you so much for your help. Um, just so you know, I don't want to feel bad for you. I just want to help. I would like for there to be a way to talk to you without this device present. I'm going to talk to people about the possibility of that, and I'll get back to you if it is possible. He sends you a peace sign emoji. You can't jack in because of the, you know, right. brain being destroyed by a mystery event. Um, ma'am, if you don't want to share this, that's fine, but it could help us if you have any um, medical documentation from other doctors about exactly what happened to your son, scans, x-rays, anything um, that can be shared. Um, here's my information, and he's got a dupe kind of calm place to, for her to contact. Anything could be dropped here anonymously, and it could help us a lot. I won't take up any more of your time. I hope your food gets here soon. Um, I'll show myself out. No, you won't. I'll show you outside. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Can I give you some advice yes. before you go? Please. You know, it used to be people would go into fancy houses, big rooms, and stained glass, and they Scream up at the sky to the people that they thought were in charge. Please help me out. Don't let me be sick. Fix everything that's wrong. Hmm. It never worked. And it still doesn't. Goodbye, Silas. And the door shuts. As you're standing there, your chat with Tariq dings one more time. Says, good luck taking down Evo. You 
are now leaving Fun City. Thanks for listening, and welcome to all of our new listeners. We don't always know exactly where you come from, but it's nice to have you here. If you want to support the show and get access to our bonus chat show, Fun Chatty, our Discord full of very smart and very friendly nerds, where we are currently reading through Gene Wolfe's sci fantasy epic, The Book of the New Sun, our Mork Borg side games, of which we just released the third installment and more. It really is an amazing deal, folks, and you would be silly to pass it up. You can head on over to Patreon dot com forward slash fun city ventures and of course thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at Taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Taylor's Kitchen in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York. It was edited by Sam Grant, produced by Taylor, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs had a very reasonable amount of virtual grappa. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, with tracks by Will Savino. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. The voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>